Are you ready to overcome the complexities and burdens that come with your success? Join the team at Centura Wealth Advisory in the Live Life Liberated podcast. Now, on to the show. Hello and welcome to Live Life Liberated with the team from Centura Wealth Advisory. Today, Derek Myron is in the hot seat and he has another guest in the studio. It's another Eric. Derek, who'd you bring in today? I brought in Eric Northbrook here. Welcome, Eric. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So Eric Northbrook is the executive managing director and partner at Voight Real Estate. And uh, all the things that are going on with inflation and San Diego real estate, I thought, wow, this is a good time to bring Eric on the show. <laughs> yeah, things are changing. Things are changing quickly. And uh, it's, it's interesting times out there. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to get to it. The audience of, I always like to tell people, who, who is this most important for? I think it's high net worth individuals and businesses seeking knowledge around uh, commercial real estate here in San Diego and beyond, and their professional advisors uh, and those who serve those clients. So I think that's the appropriate audience for today. So Eric, why don't we just get right into your background and, and uh, tell us about you and tell us about Voight. Well, I'm a 33 33- your commercial real estate expert, I guess. I'll classify myself as that after 33 years. I think I can say that. You've earned it. And uh, broker for 27 years. I didn't get a W-2 till I was 47. And then that's when I took over the leadership role for Voight Real Estate Services here in San Diego and the region. Great. How long ago was that? Um, Coming up on eight years. It'll be eight years in June. So, uh it's it's been a lot of fun. Has that been a good transition? It's been a great transition. I think that uh, my wheelhouse is mentoring and coaching, yeah. and uh, so I've raised up a lot of guys right out of college, and uh, they've starting to be successful, buying houses, getting married. So that's you know that's always fun to see. Really cool. Really cool. But you also raised your family here as well. I did. I did. Uh, I was. My kids have. Uh, my kids were essentially raised in one house in Encinitas, and uh, longtime resident. I moved out here from college a week after I graduated from Arizona State. I beelined straight to San Diego and never looked back. Not a bad place to be, especially in the commercial real estate business. That's correct. It's been it's been very fruitful. I'm very very uh, grateful and uh, had a lot of. A lot of good team members and a lot of people that uh, have uh, created, helped me be successful. So I'm very appreciative of all, all those people. Of course. Well, tell me about Voight and what makes Voight different. What is that? What? How do uh, you differentiate Voight from the competition? Voight Real Estate Services, we really play in the family office and private client world. Uh, we don't battle for the institutional business like the big boys and uh, but we stay super focused on what we're doing and the big differentiator is we've been in the game we've owned real estate we've signed on the loans we've had tenants vacate the premises without paying rent uh, all those stressful things and uh, a lot of we really encourage ownership within our company and so that's a huge differentiator but uh, the other differentiator in our company it's all about the people uh, we're a very Six offices in Southern California, uh, San Diego, Irvine, Anaheim, Inland Empire, and L.A. And so about 140 agents. 
And uh, we own the company. We bought the company from Bob Voigt in September or in the fall of 2015. And uh, we pay a handsome dividend. Um, at the end of the year, we we push out 100% of our profits. We have a nice nest egg and it's very rewarding. So at the end of the day, the brokers, you know, have a, a real chance to achieve, but also most importantly, our clients are being served in a professional manner and the most ethical manner that, uh, you know, that is, that is expected. Okay. Well, tell us about San Diego real estate. You run the San Diego office. How, what's the headcount there? I have uh, 48 agents. Okay. And of those 48 agents, what are the markets that they're in in commercial real estate here in San Diego? So we cover industrial. Uh, we're heavy in industrial. We hub cover office, retail, and multifamily. So we have all those food groups. And we also have a debt platform. Okay. So let's start with multifamily. The uh, COVID's actually done okay for multifamily. The multifamily market is, I own, I'm fortunate enough to own some apartments in North Park that I bought four, four years ago, paid 210 a door for them. And they're probably worth 410 a door. Uh, rents just keep ratcheting up and there's no place for these people to go. And so unfortunately they're going to, you know, they're going to, going to have to uh, just hunker down and, that's multifamily. It's super hard to find anything uh, right now, in my opinion. It's just I got a sticker shock personally, uh, seeing things trade for $400, $450 a door. Here in San Diego. Here in San Diego. Well, the two main variables, right, are what happens with cap rates. It looks like that's supposed to start going the other way with what's going on with inflation, but we potentially have this war over there and what's going on in Ukraine. So maybe they're going to sit on their hands for a while. Who knows? So that's one variable. What happens with cap rates? The other variable is what happens with, with wages. And if, if wages continue to go up, well, you're probably going to be able to charge higher rents. And, and uh, what do you forecast for multifamily here this, the, over this coming next year? There's a tremendous amount of new product coming out on the market. And here in that, San Diego? And here in San Diego, but it's more on the Class A end. Yep. And so the those tenants that are seeking, you know, B, B minus real estate, I mean, there's they're not building any more land for that kind of real estate. And so they're going to, uh, rents are going to keep going up. Yep. As long as wages continue to go up, you think it'll even, uh, you, as far as price, do you think it'll modulate some or do you think it's still going to? I think it's still going to go. I mean, cap rates are still quite of a rudimentary way of looking at things. Um, I think that, you know, rents are just going to push through that. Yep. Yeah. So that variable is stronger than the, than the interest rate increases likely. 100%. Let's talk about office. Everywhere in the country. Office is on sale. Not here in San Diego. You know, office, uh, it depends on which market sectors we're talking about, right? That's so, true. you know, if you look at downtown, downtown's got a 30% vacancy with sublease space. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of more, a lot of corporate tenants down there. There's a lot of law firms down there that, I mean, it's 
wide open at sea of cubes and then nobody's occupying office uh, law firm space right now. Uh, but as far as you, know, you got Irvine company that owns 45% of UTC mm -hmm. and another 25% of the downtown market. And so they're really in control and they're not dropping their rates. They're holding firm on their rates. Um, there's increases. They will not do an increase less than four and a half percent per annum. And so, you know, they're the hundred pound gorilla that can really dictate what, what the office market's doing. And right now they, San Diego's a small office market, 5,000 square feet and less are the, is the average size of mm -hmm. tenants and Irvine companies. Irvine companies building out spec every one of their suites 5,000 square feet and under and so they have a long-term approach and you can get some good there are some opportunities out there but you have to hunt and it and depends market to market but for the most part downtown is the is the biggest opportunity as far as quote vacancy yeah they're hurting downtown but when you come from UTC and up into North County Good golly. Between, is it true Irvine Company took, what, four, five, six buildings off the market to say, hey, we're going to improve them to try to take down some uh, inventory and make things tighter? And then the second side of that is the biotechs buying up building and putting in what? Well, the life science market has just been crazy. Uh, you got six million square feet. Uh, of future development and Cernal Mesa, another 4 million square feet and UTC of future development. Torrey Pines is only 7.5 million square feet. So you're essentially, they're building out an entire new Torrey Pines in the next probably three, four years. And somebody's going to get, in my opinion, somebody's going to get left holding the bag. I just don't, I, I just don't see all this demand so what's driving all the why why is why is so much money pouring in here in biotech space why is that venture capital yeah man venture capital is chasing chasing you know the covid world has just i mean the life science market just caught fire because of covid and so every you know the venture capital money so long as the venture capital money keeps rolling in san diego uh, we'll continue to see, you know, s some good absorption from life science and life science, but it's really displaced in Cerno Mesa. Uh, the other dichotomy is it's displaced about uh, two million square feet of office. Yeah, office space is being is being uh, purchased by the Alexandrias of the world, and they're taking it down and they're going, taking it down to the ground, displacing all the tenants. And they're going to go vertical. So for your office clients in North County, what's your advice to them today? Every tenant's different. And they all have different goals. But if you're a tenant out there, I mean, you got to really look at the leadership and the culture that you want to set. Right. So I do have a number of clients that are gone virtual. Um, but if you want to stay in office space and, and your goal is to stay in certain submarkets, i.e. Delmar Heights, you're going to pay up because it's the, it's the, still the strongest submarket in San Diego, San Diego County. I mean, you're starting to see rates push fives, you know, 
So, um, but if you're looking for opportunity, I think, honestly, I think Carlsbad's got some good buildings. They got some really nice buildings up there. You have some developers up there that have, that have purchased property and repositioned them. And, um, you know, you can lease space in that 250 to 275 range. So it's, you know, it all depends. Yeah. I guess it matters on your traffic pattern, where your employees live and how far they got to go. Correct. So let's talk about, uh, so the office kind of mixed bag, <laughs> Right here, where we're at in Del Mar, tight as all get out. And numbers over from 2020 are up how much? I mean, we're from 2020 lease rates in office in this area to, to uh, today. 2020 to today, probably 15%. Yeah, in during COVID. Office across the country has gone down in value. But uh, it just, I mean, it's all, it all depends on what, what you're reading and, yeah. and who the, and who that, audience is you know supposed to be for i mean you're still gonna have office is gonna come back in my opinion you know i'm gonna be the contrarian here there's just too there's too much going on when you're in person with people you got to have the collaboration you got to see people you got to see people's expressions mm-hmm. and it's hard to do that on zoom 100 percent. i think people are getting burned out on zoom they want to get back face to face but well, let's pivot. Let's go to industrial. What's going on in industrial? You know, a couple of our clients have sold. I mean, good gosh. I mean, industrial owner user owner user buildings, and I'll classify owner user buildings twenty five thousand square feet and less. That's really the 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 meat and potatoes of uh, you know of the owner user market. I mean, we're pushing three hundred dollars a foot, three fifty. I mean, it's you know, interest rates are still historically low, and uh, the SBA has got a lot of money they're trying to push out. And the big difference now, though, going forward with the SBA is SBA used to used to roll in your improvements, and they're really you can't do that anymore. They gotten they um, they're just you know if you want to get improvements in your building, you got to figure out another way to do it. How come they decide to go away from that? It's just they've had some challenges with uh, just how much money actually goes back into the building. Are they putting all the money into the building? So it's it's really a check check and balances. You know, you bring up the SBA. We have a lot of clients who have SBA loans, owner occupier, and then they go sell their business. And they've forgotten that when they had that loan two years, five years, ten years ago, whenever they got it, that, gosh, they had to be the occupier of that business. Even though that business still occupies that place, they're no longer the owner. they got to pay off that loan. So Not necessarily. Okay. Let's hear, not let's hear necess- that. Not necessarily. We had I several. Mean, just, ha- just because you vacate the building mm-hmm. and you had an SBA loan doesn't mean you have to sell the SBA loan. You can still have a tenant in there, have your SBA loan. No, there's no SBA police out there checking. <laughs> so, um, you know, that's that's reality. Yeah. So, I mean, we have a number of people that have bought buildings, sold, sold their, sold, got an SBA loan, sold their business, sold their company, and continue to own own and operate the real estate. I would, you know, my advice to any anybody out there, uh, do not sell your real estate. 
unless there's, I mean, unless there's absolutely some reason to do that. So I, I, I wasn't advocating that they had to sell the real estate, but they had the loan covenant. And then annually, they're getting a document from the SBA to say, to tell them that they had to mark, do they still own or occupy 51% of that building? So we've had to have several that had to refinance, figure out how to refinance that building to take out that SBA loan. So love to hear more about how you yeah, potentially I mean, navigate I, that. I, I, yeah, we can talk further about that. Okay. Uh, so what are you advertising? What are you recommending for those clients that are looking for space in North Yeah, in the industrial market. I mean, true warehouse distribution space, they can't build it fast enough. I mean, and I'm talking tenants, you know, 50, 100, 200,000 square feet. There's nowhere to go. And the Amazon effect is real. Uh, Amazon has about three and a half million square feet, just an OTI, uh, and, and taking on more. Um, so, you know, I leased 10 years ago, I leased a building 200,000 square feet down in Otay Mesa for more furniture. We leased it for 30 cents gross. That same building today is now a buck and a quarter triple net. So wow. ten, I mean, ten years. In ten years, it's just and, 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 and you trim you attribute that to Amazon. Oh, t- taking up so a- much. A- Amazon taking not only space there, taking space in Kearney, taking space in uh, all over North County. I mean, it's it's kind of like the life science life science does for office. Amazon is the same for industrial. And it's just pushing people, pushing people to other markets. Um, and even, you know, looking up in the Inland Empire, there's just no opportunity. There's no inventory. Yeah. So what do you think is going to change? I mean, it can't stay like this. Last year, you guys had absolute banner year. I mean, best year ever. Yeah. Yeah. We're up 20% year over year already. Wow. So what do you think is going to change? I mean, what? It, they, I mean, you know, how long is the war going to go on? How high is oil going to go? You know, what, we're a buck and a quarter, a dollar twenty or one hundred and twenty-five bucks a barrel today. Yeah. So you know, those two things: inflation, interest rates. Will it slow it down? Sure. Is it going to be a noticeable slowdown? I'm not convinced. There's just too many positive things going on out there. Yeah. Considering all the money we spent. Exactly. Yeah. Or gave away. Yeah. (laughs) Well, uh, if you have investors looking for space and looking for opportunity, opportunistic investors looking for Southern California real estate, where do you think the opportunity is other than off downtown office? You know, I still think there's some opportunity in multifamily. I, I, you, you have to hunt a little bit harder and you have to be ready to pull the trigger day one. I mean, you might have to put up non-refundable money day one in order to get in first position. And those are value add reposition. What size units are you talking about? How many doors? Anywhere from 25 to maybe 450. Okay. I mean, you know, it's hard to play if you get a, if you get above ten million. Now you're gonna now you're playing in the institutional world. So, you really need to stay below ten million if you're a private investor, uh, and you better be prepared to come all cash. And I think you know, 
if there's a way to buy a small little industrial building here and there, even if you have to pay 300 bucks a foot for it, I don't, I don't think that's a bad, I don't, I don't think long-term that's a bad investment. Well, where, where are you with inventories today? Where, where are the inventories for multifamily industrial here in San Diego County? All time, all time lows. Uh, yeah. I mean, you're looking at industrial, we're sub 3% office going back to office. We're, you know, 12, roughly 12, 13% countywide and multifamily is, Hey man, I wouldn't even guess 2% at, at most. Yeah. And so, but the opportunities are really going to be, you're going to have to look in the outlier areas. You're going to have to look in East County. You're going to have to look at Vista. Um, I think Oceanside's got a lot of momentum. Um, if you've gone downtown, you know, Oceanside down by the pier, it's just really gentrifying really, down there. I mean, yeah. apart, apartments, hotels, really nice product. So it's, you know, I think there's, if you look hard, you know, there's probably some opportunity in North County for yeah. sure. San Diego just really has weathered this pandemic a lot better than most. And um, can't put my finger on exactly what all the reasons were that, that 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 is the case. Maybe you can shed some light on that. Well, number one, people in San Francisco have figured out that it's, you know, co- we've been a benefactor of COVID, right? So all these, all these, everybody that uh, has lived in San Francisco has figured out Man, quality of life is way better in San Diego. And for the most part, real estate's pretty cheap compared to northern you know, northern California. So we've been definitely been a benefactor of that. We have a lot of people move in and you know, this is arguably, you know, uh God's backyard. So I like to uh think that uh people there's obviously a sunshine tax. Sunshine and the beaches sell the place. That's exactly right. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, uh, we're at the end of our time. Why don't you uh, do you have a, a final thought on what uh, you ought to share with our listening audience? Be patient. Uh, from an investment standpoint, just be patient. You will find something if you're working with the right people and you're working with the right team. Just be patient, and there are opportunities here, but there are few and far between, and be ready to pull the trigger when uh, you do find something. Eric, thank you for carving off time to be with us in your busy, busy schedule. And uh, Eric, the host, thank you for hosting us today. My pleasure, Eric. Thank you so much. I could uh, use some of that sunshine you're talking about, maybe some beaches too, because... (laughs) Sounds fantastic. So, guys, thank you so much for sharing everything that you did with the audience today. Uh, Derek, is there anything that the audience needs to know about maybe contacting you, reaching out, chat about this kind of stuff? Yeah, absolutely. You can reach me at uh, uh, dmyron at centurawealth.com, dmyron at centurawealth.com. And if you want to get in contact with Eric, just put that in your email, and I'll get it right over to Eric to have him get in contact with you. That's fantastic. Derek, thank you so much. And of course, Eric, thank you again for being here. And our last thank you goes to you, the listening audience. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the Live Life Liberated podcast with the team from Centura Wealth Advisory. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. 
This way, when they come out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it really easy to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Again, thank you so much for listening today. For everyone at Centura Wealth Advisory, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Live Life Liberated podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Centura Wealth Advisory. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Centura Wealth Advisory, Centura, is an SEC-registered investment advisor with its principal place of business in San Diego, California. Centura and its representatives are in compliance with the current registration and notice filing requirements imposed on SEC-registered investment advisors, in which Centura maintains clients. Centura may only transact business in those states in which it is notice filed or qualifies for an exemption or exclusion from notice filing requirements. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Tax relief varies based on client circumstances and all clients do not achieve the same results. 